When we last left off, Ed was alone. His family's completely dead. No one else is around him. He only has a few people in the area that he still talks to. And there's about an eight to 10 year period where he just falls madder and madder. So we'll jump back into this story. So you might want to throw on your mammary vest and cinch up your nipple belts. And we're going to get back into Ed Gein. What's up, Zach? How's it going? Well, I, I, I took your advice and I put on my memory vest and I've got my nipple belt all cinched up. I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll. I gotta say, that is a sweet memory vest you've pulled out, man. Those boobies are rocking. Just don't ask me where I got it. I, I dug it. I dug it up somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> what? Dug it up? Exactly. Oh, man. Oh. Yep. Let's let's get gross, Matt. I can't wait for this shit. Yeah, this is this is where it gets good. I think. I think this oh, is yeah. what most people are going to enjoy this part of it the most. Yeah, for so, sure. Uh, so as Ed is alone, there are some people in. That he still hangs out with the Hill family mostly. Bobby Hill, young boy that he, he hung out with. It was like his best friend. God damn it, Peggy almost made me spit up beer. <laughs> yeah, every time I hear Bobby Hill. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the same thing. But he would go over to their house and eat lunch with them on occasion. Eat supper with them, stay over there, watch TV with them because he didn't have any electricity. Right. But, and it, you know, you can't eat pork and beans every meal. I mean, oh, you got to switch it up a little. <laughs> from pork and beans to like pork chop and pickles. That's what it sounds like. He did get some like mac and cheese though, I guess. So there's, yeah, I, wouldn't, you know. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't pass up on some pork chops and pickles and mac and cheese. That sounds well, pretty damn good to me. Fucking a decade of nothing but pork and beans out of a can. It's just like, come on, dude. There's other things in a can you can heat up. <laughs> so Ed starts losing his shit, or at least this is the story that he tells that he's losing his shit. Because Ed's... Ed is smarter than a lot of people give him credit, and I'm, I'll call some bullshit later on on some of the stuff he says, but he says he'd be like, he had to get out of the house every once in a while. He'd be out walking around through the property that he owned. He said he would see like hundreds of buzzards up in the trees just staring at him. He said they were like red-eyed and blood-soaked, just staring at him as he walked. It sounds like a really cool fucking metal album to me. It would sound like a good video. It was like a good music video. It was like 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 fucking mushroom head or something. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy ass video. And then he would see faces in the leaves that would laugh at him and taunt him. Right. Uh what do you think about like uh schizophrenia really wasn't a term back then? Oh yeah. Then. Well, yep. Was he it? was one hundred percent. Yep. That that is what there was like three examiners when he was on his trial that all of them said, yeah, schizophrenic, 100%. And then, well, we'll get into that closer to the trial. But two of them said he was he was legally insane, so he couldn't stand trial. And one of them said, I think he might be able to stand trial. So the judges just <laughs> kind of like have to go, uh, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> let's, let's just forget about it. Yeah, this one guy isn't even sure. Uh, so <laughs> the craziest shit that happened to him was he said that Augusta would talk to him at night while he was trying to sleep. Which is kind of the whole thing for Psycho, right? Like yep. Norman yep. Bates hears his mother. 
talking yeah, exactly. to him constantly. Yeah. And then they tried to get out of him what his mother was saying, but Ed, every time he brought up his mom, would just start sobbing like a baby, and they couldn't. They had no idea what, yeah. <laughs> what the hell he was yeah. saying. So he had some kind of crazy idea in his head that he could bring her back to life through mental powers. So he would start making trips out to the cemetery to try to raise her from the dead. Sure. Why not? Yep. And then these trips didn't start, stop. And they just kept happening because he said he would get into a daze. Sometimes he could pray it away. Sometimes he would drive out to a cemetery and the days would end while he was digging up a grave and he'd just go home. Other times like he just like snap out of it. That's what he says. But I have, I will bring that up later too. Cause I think that's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's absolute bullshit. Cause I, I always thought I was like, how is this tiny man even digging down this deep to bring these bodies up out of it? But that's what everybody else was thinking too. Later on in the story, whenever he tells the police where the bodies came from, that they are the parts of the bodies came from that they found. <laughs> Not the whole thing. I didn't take the whole thing. I didn't I didn't need the whole thing. Guys, this isn't a big deal. I put the parts I didn't use back. I don't know. And no. I even I even put some extra parts that I had left over and I just, you know, we traded. No one else was using them. <laughs> they're just they're just laying there going to waste. <laughs> so there was a 10-year period beginning in the late 40s. Where there was like a handful of disappearances around this area. There was like four or five missing people. So it, a couple of them were young girls. Right? Yeah. Ed was cleared yeah. of all these. Like, yeah, he, yeah, there was no chance that he actually did them. But a Portridge County farmer named Seymour Lester wanted to swing by and have him a beer after work. And it was the afternoon of Wednesday, December 8th, in 1954, when he walked into the tavern. No one's in there. He did notice a big old pool of blood, though, so he headed to the nearest farmhouse to call the police. Well, that's not good there, is it? You shouldn't have a big old pool of blood on the floor now. <laughs> so the local police, which we know how they handled Ed's brother's death, so they're they're spot on with their detective work. You mean Andy and Barney? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> Barney and Barney. Okay. <laughs> there wasn't no Andy out there. <laughs> they might have got some shit done. So they had the crime lab investigators come in, but they couldn't figure out anything. They just found an empty cartridge from a shell firearm that, yep, yep, 32 caliber. And so the local papers asked, where is Mary Hogan? And then on the anniversary of her death, one year later, the paper said the same thing. And then a year later, it said the exact same thing again. It sounds like this wasn't the best police department in the state of Wisconsin, but, but well, Hey, and then again, it could have been, <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was the best they could afford is the problem. Like this community is so small and they don't have, yeah. but so Elmo Yeek, I think is his last name. It's U E E C K. What's your, we'll go with it. Uick, maybe Yeek, Uick. <clears throat> Some along those lines. Let's go. Let's go with Yeek. Yeek. Yeah, He occasionally employed Ed, and shortly after Mary's disappearance, he would he asked Ed, he said, Hey, Ed, if you'd have been courting her, she'd be cooking for you, and she wouldn't be missing right now. So Ed comes up with his favorite joke of all time. Oh, she's not missing. She's at the farm. <laughs> <laughs> 
You did that pretty well. Nice job. <laughs> that's, well, that's what I picture his little laughs out of like, cause it, this was like his favorite fucking joke. Like numerous times he would say this and people just laughed about it. Cause it was like, Oh, that's just old Ed. Odd old Ed. <laughs> so it is shortly after uh, Mary's disappearance that some local kids start talking about some shrunken heads that they'd seen over at Ed's house. So back to Bob Hill, he was a teenager, best friend of Ed. They would go to the movies, baseball games. They would hunt rabbits and squirrels. Uh-huh. Bob claims that he saw the heads. He said they were creepy things, leathery skin, long matted hair, and hollow eye sockets. So Ed just brings these heads out and shows this kid. Oh, my and gosh. <laughs> so, the kid, <laughs> so the kid is just like, what the fuck are those? <laughs> and Ed said, well, these are genuine. <laughs> these are genuine South Sea shrunken heads. A cousin of mine, he was in the during the war, was in the Philippines, and he brought them home for me so that I could have them. Well, kid goes back home and tells his parents, and they're like, "Nope, that sounds like something Ed would have." Yeah, that's legit. Sure. So there was another report too, because there was two other kids that didn't live super far. Once again, their farm was six miles away from town. So they didn't have many neighbors, but the ones that were close enough, there was a teenage boy and his eight year old brother that would go over to Ed's house every once in a while to hang out. And the older brother would sit there and play cards with Ed, but the the younger brother didn't give a shit about that. So we would sit on the floor and play with whatever Ed had around, which was all sorts of garbage and shit. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, pork and bean cans. So it was, it was like a leather punch or something is what he found that he liked to play with. So he was sitting there punching holes in paper, blah, 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 blah. And then he runs out of paper and asks Ed where the paper's at. So Ed tells him, oh, it's in that room. So he goes into that room to get it and he sees some heads. So he says, well, he thinks to himself, well, those must be the shrunken heads everybody talks about. But he says as an older man, he was like, they weren't shrunken at all. It was like the, there was nothing shrunken about them. They were just like, actual sized heads. Yeah, they were just fucking heads. <laughs> So he he doesn't say anything when he comes back out with the paper. He just continues to play and they leave. So he's telling his brother on the walk home, hey, I think I saw those shrunken heads. But his brother said, ah, it's probably just Halloween get ups or whatever. He just didn't have them out because it wasn't Halloween time. Right. So this becomes these. They never asked Ed about it. But after I guess Ed must have got to thinking like after the kid went in that room because they were never allowed inside again. Oh yeah, yeah. We can't have we can't have them stealing my shrunken heads now, can we? No, can't go around telling those stories. So, uh, yep, they were never allowed inside. But the town, like this, became like a running joke throughout the whole town about Ed's shrunken heads. Seemed like just the kind of thing he'd have. They did. Nobody thought anything about it. They believed the story about from the Philippines and. His just cousin ran. must have sent him some shrunken heads. Ned's got some. And the kids think it's pretty cool. Man, he he pulled a lot of wool over a lot of people's eyes for a long time. It's he sure did. He sure yeah. did. Because between, well, first of all, with his brother, and then yeah. the two other killings that he is actually found guilty of. Right. It was like six years, like, and- through all that. And it's not like he's hiding in plain sight. I mean, he's, he's right there. And, you know, he, he's not really lying. It's like, oh, no, she's down at the farm. Yeah. 
There was other jokes that he would say, too, and they would give him shit about Mary Hogan because he would go into the tavern quite a bit, even though he wasn't a big drinker. He would still go in there and they knew they knew he had a crush on her. So they would kind of give him a hard time. Oh, no, no. I picked her up in my pickup truck and took her out to the farm. She's out there now. Wow. And then he would do <laughs> or his fucking weird laugh. And so everybody's just like, oh, Ed, that's old Ed. <laughs> just being funny. Oh, but I do think that like the time that he lived out there, there was like he would come in and out of reality. I do think because he did think about moving. He wanted to move. And there was uh, Donald and Georgia Foster. They had a house that was not too far away and they only had about a little over an acre and it was a small house. Well, he has all these acres in this huge house and he doesn't need it. So he's like, well, why don't we just why don't we just swap? And they were like, well, hey, let's go take a look at it. Bad idea. <laughs> they get inside to look at it, and the place is a fucking disaster. And there are it's, pictures. Uh, like, I, like I mentioned in the last episode, a hoarder's episode would make, would look wonderful in comparison. Yeah, more uh, more pork and bean cans and dead rodents. But yeah. Broken shit laying everywhere. Yep. That's, he didn't didn't clean up a thing after his mother died. He didn't do one thing. It was just get done eating, toss that shit on the floor and go, go to bed. So they come over to check the place out dirty with piles of junk everywhere, locked doors. And then they they, say the floor was like, actually like greasy. The kitchen floor. Yeah. It was like sticky and then slick even just because you would think, you know, eight, six, eight years, however many years it was in between just grease, then dust and then grease and then dust and rat yeah. shit. Fucking piss. Stop it, Matt. You're making me hungry. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So he had, uh, there was doors that were locked of course, because he locked off certain parts of the house and they were asking, well, what's behind that door? Oh, that's just an old pantry. It's just full of junk there. So, she, the lady did make a joke. She said, now, Ed, is this where you keep all your all your shrunken heads? Is this where you keep them? You know, making the little joke. He goes, oh, no, no, they're over there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, just how it, that's just how his laugh rings out in my head when I'm thinking about it. So we get we get moving right along here to the first day of deer season in 1957. Ed loads up a fuel can and a large glass jug to his 49 Ford and headed to town just after 8 a.m. So he stops by the local standard to fill his can up with kerosene. Then he pulls into Warden's Hardware. Miss Warden was not shocked to see him because he had been there the day before. He came in asking about the price of it. And he had been, he was kind of sweet on her too, right? Oh yeah. 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 He had been hanging around a lot. He was asking her if she wanted to go try out the new floors over at the roller skating rink. Like asking her out on a date. Get the fuck out of here, Ed. (laughs) Come on in with you. So she wasn't surprised to see him because he had been in the day before asking about it. So she filled his jar with antifreeze, wrote up his receipt and watched him leave. So old Ed walks out to his vehicle and I got to think he's like, oh shit. Ed, you'd forget your head if it wasn't screwed on. You were supposed to kill that bitch and drive her back out to the farm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
crap. I forgot. <laughs> oh, damn it. On a day. <laughs> so he goes back inside and starts talking about how his rifle that he has, he's wanting to trade it in on a new one because it'll only fire one caliber of 22. And he wants to find one that'll fire like all three. And they're like short, long Magnum. Yeah. So he has to check out one of the Marlins that she's got back behind the counter. So she didn't, Bernice didn't think shit about it. Just grabbed him one, handed it to him and walked over to the window. She's looking out the window and her son-in-law had bought a new vehicle. So she's looking out the window and she says, well, I see Bud as a new car. It's a Chevy, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Because that's her final words on the earth is, I don't like Chevrolets. <laughs> Pow. Fucking shot in the head. So while he's guess, standing there so holding. You're, tell, you're, telling me, you're telling me Ed was a Ford man. Is that what you're telling me? Oh, he was definitely a Ford man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so while he's sitting there holding that, she walks to the window and she's looking out. He takes a 22 bullet out of his pocket, loads it, aims it at her head. Boom. Pulls the trigger. That's it for Bernice Warden. Wow. So do the you, guy. Do, uh, do you know? Do you know why he was buying the antifreeze? I'm assuming for something running on the farm. I don't know. Some kind of heat or. No, sir. What he is it? Buying, he was buying the antifreeze so he could put it on the skin, so the skin would not dry out. Oh, is that the oil that he? That's the oil that he used on their yeah, skin. He, then it was antifreeze. Yeah. yeah. Fuck's sake, I didn't know that part. Well, he didn't He didn't want it to freeze now, did he? No, you got to keep it nice. And I imagine the rest of that house was pretty fucking cold because there was like a little, one little stove burning inside. So yeah. He had like one wood-burning stove right by his bed, right? Yep, that's what he cooked uh, his pork and beans on, and that was about it. The heated, the three rooms that he used, it was like the, the summer kitchen, the kitchen, and then it was like a front room that he converted into his bedroom slash all of it trash pile. <laughs> So Frank, Frank was, well, go ahead. I I didn't want to make light of the whole Mary Hogan thing, but I I just wanted to point out that antifreeze, that's what it was for. Uh, And I think he also made a point to make sure that Frank was out deer hunting, correct? Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say, because when Frank comes in, He's, he's like, well, why the fuck is the store closed? Because they were meeting across the street at the gas station, the same one she was looking out at across, because that's where all the hunters went, and they'd talk about the guys with the kills was up there bragging. The guys that didn't get kills was telling about the gigantic buck that they seen that they just couldn't get a shot at. You know how it fucking goes. And, but the, the guy manning the gas pumps seen the truck earlier that morning. It's like a big panel van kind of thing that they had that they'd take they goods in and out with yeah well he's other people yeah he's seen it leave that morning and he knew there was a guy driving it but he didn't know who it was he didn't pay that much attention he just you know so he tells frank now i seen the truck leave at about 8 a.m this morning or no what was it 9 9 30 something like that but that was ed <laughs> driving away with bernice old, old saggy baggy eye yeah bernice and he stole the till too now so I don't. He, so he took the cash register. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if he, I don't know if he was doing that to throw people off to make them think. Well, they'll think it's just some robbery and. And this is what makes me think that Ed wasn't so dumb after all. Exactly. He knew what he knew what he was doing. He was trying to cover his tracks. Oh yeah, he knew what he was doing was wrong. Absolutely. So uh, Frank wants to get in. He goes over to the store to find out, but it's locked up. 
and he didn't have his key on him. So he has to drive all the way home. He gets his key, comes back, goes inside. He sees the till's gone and there's a pile of blood and you can see the streak marks from the blood going to the back where the truck would have been. Where Ed dragged her body. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And so when the cops do show up, he is telling right now, I know who did this. Look, there's a receipt right here. My mother wrote out. It was to Ed Gein. He came in yesterday. So what Ed had done was stop by the day before hunting season. So, so Frank, uh, you going to be hunting tomorrow then? Yeah, I'll probably be out hunting. So like, like it's all day. day. It's opening day. Ed. I'll, so, I'll be out there all day till I bag so, a deer. So you just be, so you just, so you just not be here then. When, uh, where, where's your mom going to be? I'll still be at the store. No, all by yourself then. Yeah. All by yourself. <laughs> it's like, what kind of ninja maneuver is that? Yeah, just constantly checking in to make sure. No. So, so your mom's going to be alone. Just, just here by herself. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Well, I was just checking. Oh, it's just all out, Ed. It's just Ed. <laughs> Oh, oh man. So, uh, so Elmo Yeek comes back up into this story. He's, he's out hunting that morning, bags a pretty good sized deer, uh-huh. but he did it on Ed's land. And Ed hates people hunting on his land unless they ask permission. And Elmo didn't ask, but he okay. thought, well, Ed won't even know. But he does have the deer strapped to the hood of his car as he's driving into town to go to the gas station to show off his prize. And he meets Ed coming back down the road. And this is after Ed had swapped out the panel van to his vehicle. And he has Bernice inside the vehicle with him. He said, normally Ed would drive so slow you could almost walk past him, but he was flying down the road. You mean like he had a dead body in the back or something? It could, it was suspicious. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe the speed he was driving, all he did was waved out the window. So Elmo, Elmo felt like he felt bad. He had a conscience about bagging a deer on Ed's land. Yeah, because he thought, well, I can't, well, there's no way of getting around it now. He's caught me coming down the road from where he lives, and he's going to know what happened. Right. So he goes in and takes a deer up there, but it's later on in the evening. He's like, all right, fuck it. I'll just go out there and tell him. So he goes out to talk to Ed, and Ed's out there changing the tires on his car, which wouldn't be unusual, but he was taking the snow tires off and putting regular tires on. And it was the start of winter. So it didn't hmm. seem, it didn't seem right. Almost like he was trying to cover his tracks. Literally. 100%. Once yeah. again, he knew what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. Not a was, dumb ass. Yeah. yeah. Not, not as dumb as people let up. So he sits there and talks to him for a while. And he finally gets to the point that Ed doesn't give a shit. He didn't care. He was fine with it. Nah, do whatever you want. He was, Ed was, Ed was a little busy. He had some things that he had to do. So it was later on that evening that uh, Bobby Hill and his sister, they stopped by and asked Ed if he could help them because the battery had died in their car. So Ed says, you have no problem. Just let me wash up. They said he was covered with blood, but they thought, oh, maybe, yeah. Ed, maybe Ed did go hunting because Ed, Ed was not a deer hunter. Like all the guys in town made fun of him. He, I guess they thought he was kind of a sissy because he didn't want to go deer hunting. He didn't like the sight of blood. 
That's right? what, yeah, that's what they said. That's said. why he, he hunted small game, like the squirrels and rabbits. Yep. But he couldn't hunt the deer. He, it, he would pass out. That's what so. they, that, that's what they said must be the days that got him through the women. I guess. I don't know. That or the, that or he was like, Ooh, that's, a, that's a nice looking skin suit right there. Yeah. Oh, just walking around. Which makes me think because he is killing women that remind him of his mother. Do you think he's killing them because his mother's dead and that they're alive? Or do you think he's killing his mother every time he kills one? I think or is it he, both? I think he's trying to resurrect his mother. That, and that's my theory. Could uh, be. You know, he's like, you know, they look like them. They look like, like Bernice. And if he can, he can become Bernice, you know, like he's, he's, he can be back in inside his mom. That's the kind of the, the mentality I've taken on the whole story. Yeah, yeah. As we we on, but so I wasn't sure if he loved her so much that he couldn't stand her, or if he thought like after she was gone, is like, well, you fucking left me. Now I have nothing, and now I'm mad at you. No, I don't. He, he he wanted. She was the perfect person in his mind. Oh yeah. So I think he wanted to be her. Yeah, absolutely. And okay. I I think that these women died because. They looked like her, and you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna build a skin suit of your mom, you need a big lady with large <laughs> breasts, and you better make sure. What side are you again? Just like buff, what was it? Was, uh, Buffalo uh, Bill. Buffalo Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't she a big girl? <laughs> Would you yeah. fuck me? I'd fuck me. <laughs> fuck <laughs> oh we went there didn't we yeah oh, we shit. did <laughs> so irene that's that's bob hill's mother she invited after he took him uptown get the battery brings him back so bernice is hanging up in the summer kitchen he had just I, he didn't get completely through with what he wanted to do but there she hung no one knows that at this time so he takes the kids up to gets the battery, takes them back to the car, drives them back home. And so Irene invites him in because it was late to uh, go ahead and eat because he had helped him out once again right. for pork chops, potatoes, mac and cheese and pickles. Mm, that sounds good. Yeah. And this is this is when all the guys are meeting up at McKinsky's filling station. And that's the deer location that I was talking about. And that's when Frank, you know, notices that the store's closed and. All that shit. And uh, so by the time the cops get up there, Frank's telling them all the story. I know who did it. And, you know, most people are like, there ain't no fucking way he did that. But, I mean, we got to start somewhere. Little Eddie game, he wouldn't hurt a fly. Exactly. That's what, well, he, he couldn't. Absolutely couldn't do anything like this. So, <laughs> Gein should be found. So they kind of put out a little APB. And, uh, He's still at the hills, and he's playing with the kids whenever, uh, I think it was their cousin or an older brother came running in talking about all the commotion that's going on uptown. This is this is crazy shit. You guys don't know what's going on at the warden's. It's, it's the biggest thing that happened since the last last lady got You remember killed. Mary? You remember Mary? We talked about her for two days. We're going to talk about this forever. <laughs> this lady's more important than that fucking Mary. That's right. So <laughs> I'm not old enough to drink beer. So he comes in saying, Hey, 
they they think somebody stole Miss Warden Warren. Everything's going crazy. And Ed's reply was, "Must have been somebody pretty cold blooded." Mean like mean like Ed? No, yeah, like you. So Bob wants to go up and check out the action and ask Ed if he'll drive him. And of course, he obliges, right? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. hell yeah. Ed, Ed said, "Yeah, it's fine." So they Let's go, go out. They go out and start up the car. And Irene was going to go up to swap out her husband for the store. That's that's the store where he got all of his pork and beans from. Was the Hills oh. store? That's where he'd get all his. That's pork the and only beans. store, right? That's the only store. Well, I, I, I think it might have been in Plainfield. Yeah, and yeah. it was it was the one bar too. By the way, one bar, one general store. Not a lot going on in that town. No, there was. No, there was next to nothing. <laughs> so the cops show up and they're asking Irene about it, where Ed is. She's like, well, he headed uptown to see what the commotion was. Unless he's still outside, he was going to run Bobby up there. Well, they walk outside. There he sits in the car. Just got the car running, letting it warm up. And they walk up, knock on the window. Ed rolls down the window. They was like, Ed, we need to ask you some questions. We think you did something. So Ed says, I think somebody's framing me. They're like, framing you for what? For Miss Warden. Well, what about her? Well, she's dead, ain't she? Oh. So right then they were just like, ah, call off the search. We got this fucking nail. (laughs) 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 Boys, let's go get us uh, some stags. We we are we done solving cases. Open and shut on that one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap. <sighs> Come on down to Odd Ed's Nibble Belt Emporium. You need nibble belts? We've got them. When you got in the way of like a booby vest, because the one I've been using is getting a little dry. <laughs> We've got all sizes and all colors of booby vests. Come on down to Odd Ed's Nibble Belt Emporium. I was looking for some accents, like, for the headboard in my bed, and I didn't know if it was cool or not, if they were, like, I ate female skulls, if that was, like, a thing. <laughs> heads, heads, heads. We've got all kinds of heads. We've got skulls in burlap bags. We've got skulls in paper bags. You need shrunken heads? We've got them. Human-based lampshades? We've got them. All shapes, all sizes, all colors. We've got them. Come on down to Odd Ed's Nibble Belt Emporium. Buy one, get one free on every skull. Buy one, get one free would be super fun if my brother was here. Oh, fuck, that's right. I fucking killed him. (laughs) Odd Ed's Nipple Belt Emporium, where if we can't find it for you, we'll dig it up. How many many nipples go cross about? Because is it probably an even number? So the okay, so Slee is the new sheriff. He's a bit of a hothead. He's a kid. He's like new sheriff. And then the biggest story that's ever hit the nation comes in as he sheriff. Right. Who he he doesn't deal with it well as it goes. But so they have Ed, and they want to go by Ed's house to check it out, see what's happening. All the doors are locked except for the summer kitchen. So they let themselves in. They come on inside, pitch black. Once again, say it's dark, no electricity. No electricity. So they're kind of looking around when one of the deputies bumps into something, turns around and shines his light. And they're hanging on a 
three foot long wooden crossbar that has been sharpened at both ends. This is Bernice. Her ankles have been shoved through the sharp parts on the ends of it. She's hanging upside down, disemboweled, and minus a head. Now that throws right back to Ed seeing his mom and dad mom. out with the pig. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh. So. Manny, manny, manny. <laughs> what the fuck you would do just they ran outside and started throwing up is what they did that's probably what i do i'd run outside and throw up yeah i've been like i don't get paid enough for this we got to get somebody in here that (laughs) has seen at least seen something close to this call the national guard (laughs) what the fuck it's like i don't know what to do but uh so the search of the house begins so they don't find her head immediately they do find it later it's in between in between like a couple mattresses and a burlap sack they said it was still steaming yeah and one of the deputies like reaches down inside it's like a piece of twine pulls it out and it's uh so he starts dragging this twine out of this burlap sack and it's bernice's head I, you know, I don't, everybody's going to be like, oh my God, he's laughing about, if I don't laugh about it, yeah, I'm going to throw up. So <laughs> He added taken nails and ran them into the ear canals and bent them up at the ends and then tied the twine to each side. So he could, it was like a lantern holder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Her head was basically a lantern. I'm making a lantern out of her head. Yes. But you know, I, I'll have to give him credit it's very uh creative very very creative he well he had plenty of time all by himself to come up with all this stuff and this is where we'll get back into the grave robbing so his days would hit him he'd get into his days and he said he visited the cemeteries about 40 times but only about nine or ten times did he ever actually bring anything home with him i call bullshit yeah well, see, the, the thing I'm thinking of is, like, later on in the story. Well, yeah, we'll get to that, and I'll go back to the Grave Robin thing, because it's, like, my favorite thing to talk about about this. So, the things that they found once they threw up everything that was in their stomachs and they got other people out there and got some lighting. It's like the, it's like the 12 Days of Christmas, Ed Gein style. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is. I thought this was fucked up. There was like coffee cans full of used gum. That's kind of weird. That's super weird. It's like he would just bring his gum home and just stick like huge. Like the coffee cans were like full. Like he would fill one up, move on to the next one. You think he was like, was he, was he, oh, save that guy for later. I I don't (laughs) know. He was just collecting probably. Just like he was collecting pork and bean cans. Yeah. uh, Uh, hoarder fucking hoarder that was his other thing apparently uh apparently he liked to hoard body parts too so (laughs) yeah and and he got into like another thing that he got into big time was reading because once again no electricity nothing like that sit around a kerosene lamp and read these stories adventure magazines crime magazines which is another thing that leads me to believe that he knew more than what he let it all let on like he had read all these crime books. And so he kind of knew how to get away with stuff. Yeah. I think. Yeah. He liked oh, oh. headhunters and Nazi 
He was totally, he was totally into Nazi stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, uh, what was it? Like the, uh, concentration camp guards and yeah. some of the sick shit they did, or they said that they did anyway. I don't know how much of it was fiction, nonfiction that he was reading, but there was, they was talking about digging up bodies, cutting off heads, saving he took, heads as souvenirs. He took it to heart. I mean, this is probably, this is where he got the idea. I'm sure. Yeah. And he lived it all out. Yeah. Like, 100%. So other things they found, the used gum is fucking weird, but it's, no, it's I'll fucking weird. I will take the used gum over the next thing you're going to say, which is. Okay. Uh, things made of human skin for a thousand, Alex. Um, I'm going to say lampshade. Yes. Bracelets. A waist can. The nipple belt. Shoebox full of nine labias. Oh. One of which had been spray painted silver. So was Ed the inventor of the pocket pussy or? (laughs) (laughs) Certainly. Yeah. And I would like to think of like how many times like he was over at the Hills house for dinner with some dead woman's labia over top of his cock while he's sitting there eating. Well, I just lost my appetite. Thanks, Matt. I'm just saying (laughs) it's, it's probably true. It, it probably yeah. happened. Yeah. So yeah. actually Bernice's vagina was also found in there, but he had stepped his fucking game up with this one. Instead of just having like a labia to hang over, he kind of cut hers into sort of a depends situation yeah. to where like all of the vagina, the taint yeah. and part of the anus was in it. So instead of just something to hang, I think he was trying to construct some kind of yeah, God, that, so bad. Or 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 see, okay, if I take this and I put this over my thing, then yeah, it's like I don't have a thing at all. But this way, I could just cover up everything, and I'm a 100 percent woman. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but the Shania Twain song "Feel Like a Woman" was based. Off of what they found in Ed Gein's house. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> that don't impress me much. Oh. So, uh, and another thing that was it was pretty funny was there was lips, women's lips on a, a shade in the kitchen. The top lip across the top of the shade, bottom lip across the bottom with lipstick on them. So I'm not joking when I say I think he sat there and like talked to it would like adjust the blind up and down as if yeah if yeah. as if it was moving. It's probably his mom talking to him. Stay oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay, stay away from the harlots. <laughs> uh, he had a box of human noses. I think there was four different noses. So everybody was like thrown off by. Well, there's only two missing people, but he's got. <laughs> He's got nine ladies. Nine uh, he's got four, four noses. noses. In yeah. his in his bedroom, there was this is the most metal thing of all. Like on on the headboard, like a human skull on each like poster oh. top. That's, that's fucking metal. So I was like, <laughs> that part's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, there was a, a Quaker oat box full of scalp meat. Scalp meat. Yeah, it was like uh, he would he would save the like when he cut the faces off, he would also save the hair because he didn't have long hair and he wanted to be a woman. So 
Yeah. The, I guess this was just from messing up. I don't know if he was saving it to patch into others if he screwed up. Possibly just to, yeah, because, uh, you know, man's head is bigger than a woman's head, so he could just sew it in. Oh, patch it in. Yeah, that yeah. could be very well. Yeah. It very well could be that. I mean, obviously, uh, obviously he was really good with sewing and uh, leather work because. He was I mean, a craftsman. Was yeah. A definite craftsman. So, but uh, Bernice's heart was found near the stove and that comes up later. Uh, later on in the story, because they talk about him being a cannibal, but he wasn't. I think he was just a lazy fuck. Yeah, he just you know, tossed that there. Yeah, like, like yeah, all of her entrails and stuff were wrapped up in like newspapers, and he just kind of hid them away. Yeah, because he didn't throw anything away. He just didn't want to see it, probably. Hoarder. Yeah. Yep. There you go. He had uh, skin leggings and the mammary vest. So what he would do is he would strap on the mammary vest. He would wear a face mask with the hair. He would put on the legs. When you say face mask, we mean an actual face. Face. (laughs) Yes. Mask. Yes. Some of them had lipstick on them, too. I think there were... uh, Four of them were stuffed with paper, but the other ones were for like wearing. So he had some for show, like like displays, and yeah, and uh, some of them, oh, some of them he'd wear. I'll never listen to this that uh, dancing in the moonlight. I'll never, I'll never hear that song the same way again after this. <laughs> and it would depend on the time of weather, because uh, like if he was going to go out to the cemetery, but then changed his mind. And it was nice outside. He'd throw on the full outfit. He would grab his. Oh, we also had a drum that was covered with human skin. And he would he would beat on it with a bone from a human and dance around outside in the moonlight with his mammary vest and his yes in, skin in mask on. full dress, yeah. full dress, probably nipple belt, everything. Just got it all on. And you know, there. all the local kids. There were a few kids that thought his property was haunted because they would go by his house on occasion and see what they thought was a ghost dancing yeah. outside. It wasn't a ghost. It was, it's just old Ed. It's just old odd Ed out there wearing a skin mask and a memory vest with his nipple belt on. And he's beating on a drum made out of a human skin there. Nothing to see here. Move along children. <laughs> <laughs> See, that that stuff came out in the papers after everything came out, so I didn't know if that was true or if they just thought they seen something and didn't think anything of it. Oh, there's old Ed being crazy. But then when they hear this, they're like, oh, shit, I seen him. What would be more fucking terrifying than that? I would prefer the ghost. Yeah, I would take a ghost. <laughs> I'll take a ghost over your crazy fucking ass, Ed. So uh, there was other heads. Some of them were like underneath furniture. I'm going to see that guy. I'm going to see that guy for later. I might need it for spare parts. You never know. So there was a horsehide robe that was like kind of moth eaten and a paper bag inside of it. And uh, you know what? Mary Hogan's death was solved because that was her head inside of it. Ah, poor Mary Hogan. I know. I feel bad for Mary, but he claimed to the end of his to the end of his life that he didn't, I don't remember, I don't remember killing her, but I must have because her stuff was there. 
If by stuff you mean her body and her head? Well, some of her body and her head? Yeah, definitely in your house. So he says Bernice was an accident and Mary Hogan, he doesn't remember doing. Wow. He was in his days. Zach. Yeah. He was in one of those days. So <laughs> I wrote, I wrote Ed, this part. Ed just, Ed just said, I'm having one of those days. No. I, funny how that happens, isn't it? so the crime i wrote this part down just because i thought it was i don't know it made me laugh the crime lab investigators pack everything up right and so they take it back to investigate well where they're taking it back to is directly across the street from the campus of a college (laughs) so all these kids are standing out there just watching (laughs) it took them a fucking half an hour to unload all the shit that they took from Ed's house. <laughs> Two guys back and forth, like they backed up to the door, opened up the back door, and it still took them a half an hour to go back and forth to unload all this shit. You got uh, four, you got four fucking chairs that the wicker has been taken out of and their human skin with like even fat deposits on the bottom. Oh man. But I mean, I mean, Ed wasn't that big, so I, I guess it would support him. Yeah. That had to be pretty good work. I'm guessing, like all the, all the time that he well, he had plenty of time. So there's but a I, reason. There's a reason so many metal songs are written about this man. That is very true. And I I wrote that down because if I would have been part of that college, I would have skipped school that day. I would not have went to a single fucking class. I'm like, they're gonna drop a skull or something. I want to I want to see something cool. And that reminds me of another thing that Ed's bowls the attempts to make bowls. Out of human skulls. Hey, it's so, a nice, it's a nice little shape there. You can put some pork and beans in there, and uh, you know. See, he might have stepped his game up. He wasn't eating out of the can anymore, like some kind of primate. He was dumping it into a fucking hollowed-out skull instead. Mm. It's seasoned too. It's how it tastes really good in there. <laughs> they found shin bones, scalps, weathered breasts, vaginas, lips, noses, and heads. And then there was the boarded off rooms. So I'm not a, I'm not a police officer, but I would think that if I was in a place and I had seen all this shit just laid out to where anybody that would came in could oh, have yeah. just. You, you, your thing is like, oh, fuck, then what's back there behind the room that's all boarded up? I'm picturing women tied up to things that are still alive, but they're gagged. I don't know if I want to go in there. It's going to be House of a Thousand Corpses type shit, you know? Right. They go in. Oh, it's just uh it's just his mom's stuff. It's just he wouldn't go in those rooms anymore. So they were like pristine condition from when she died, covered in dust. Obviously. Ten years of dust. Right. But that's that was it. So I couldn't imagine the relief that they went through when they came in there and they was like, Oh, oh fucking thank God. <laughs> the fucking the, the horror show is over. Oh. It's like Oh, shit. So after the media gets wind of this, fucking forget about it, man. It's a fucking freak show in Plainsville. Yeah. Everything's blowing up. The people talking about how good of friends they were with Ed, which maybe if you were friends with Ed, he wouldn't have did this. But everybody wanting to get their 15 minutes, as Andy Warhol would say, I guess. Right. Adeline Watkins said that they were a couple they had been dating for like six months and they was going to get married, but then they didn't. 
And then she retracted that entire thing because she was going to do another piece for a different newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just completely came out. It was like, I think we, they went on one, like one date. <laughs> that was fucking <laughs> it. Just old Ed there. So other stories is this one lady claimed that Ed stopped by her house one day and said he was looking to build a new house and he wanted to come in to check out her house, but no one was home. So she didn't let him in. And then she said, well, thank goodness I didn't let him in that day. I'd have probably been dead. Yeah. Well, she must have been a big, big old girl then, eh? No. Well, no, I don't know. They didn't say in the book. It didn't say in the book if she was a big old gal, but it, yeah. And then another lady said that Ed came inside while the men were gone. They were out working. He was inside. She was cooking dinner. She turns around and looks and there's Ed standing behind her with a knife. He kind of freaks her out. He was like, oh, no, you just got a loose string on your dress there. I was just going to. I was just going to get that. But then by so then, that, the, that's the guy, freaky. Yeah. By then the guys had all pulled up and he, he still, he still hung around that day. I think he ate with them and then he left, but he didn't come back after that. Cause the guys were just, after she told him the story, they were like, fuck that guy. He's not allowed back in here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, probably for the best. Yeah. So I don't know if I, did I say the part about the sheriff roughing up old Ed? You didn't mention that yet. I thought you'd probably go into that before we go into the trial part. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, like I said, that 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 dude was like a bit of a hothead, and he was when they arrested Ed, he started throwing him up against the walls, you know, trying to get like a confession out of him. When the other two deputies jumped up and grabbed him, it's like, dude, let him go. I was like, well, that's fucking. If he did say anything, that's not going to hold up in court now, right? Like an asshole. And, and that and that that's a reason that he went to the mental asylum for a while. Well, yeah, he will. That's where he should have been in the first fucking place. But right. right. So this gets into the digging up bodies thing. Cause that's what Ed starts telling these investigators. No, I didn't No, I only, he once again, 100% says that he didn't, you, kill, he doesn't remember killing those women anyway. He must have, but he didn't right. remember it. And then that Bernice when, was an accident. When they finally go in to talk to Ed after the sheriff comes down. Yeah. You forgot to mention the fact that Ed says, oh. I want a piece of apple pie with yep. cheddar cheese on the top. <laughs> with a, and after they give him this apple pie with the cheese on the top, he just lays it all out for him. And in his head, it's like, oh, it's just no big deal. Well, he didn't think he did anything wrong was the weird part of oh oh and oh and then he said that the cheese was dry it's like in fucking yeah. wisconsin hey i guess they those fuckers know they're fucking cheddar up there okay so uh this is where he gets into telling them about the bodies that he dug up okay this is my favorite part of it because this is what i didn't understand they don't believe it for one second. Even the investigators are like, that guy never dug up a body in his life. He's like, these are all murder victims and we're going to prove it. Even that sheriff was saying the same shit. And right. the people of the town, they would have rather it had been murder victims than digging up somebody's body. Yeah. Like More they disturbing. couldn't, they couldn't More grasp. Disturbing than them. Yeah. yeah. They couldn't grasp, which I would have been like, no, I'd much rather you dig up somebody's body than kill somebody. But they were just like, it didn't. I don't super religious like desecration of the grave or yeah. fucking whatever. I don't know. But this, this also comes into the whole necrophilia thing. People think he was a necrophiliac. He was not a necrophiliac. I don't think, I think he just, well, he said, he said he wasn't, but it wasn't because of any kind of moral thing. He said they smelled too bad. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, you killed Bernice and she was fresh as fuck when you brought her home. Same with Mary. So I don't know. I didn't say he didn't. Yeah, well, let's, yeah. let's, move, let's move along. Let's move That's along. Yeah. Nothing happened. There's nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> I mean, he did wear their vaginas in front of his penis. I'm sure <laughs> nothing happened. Hey, so, so we'll go back to digging up bodies because he, he gives them like five names of women. Because what he would do is he'd read the obituaries and he'd wait for it'd be like uh, the night after they were buried so that the ground was softer. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm like, how? I mean, Farmer Strong, sure. But how is this dude digging down six feet and dragging these bodies out? Well, turns out there are volts. So it's about two feet worth of digging. And then... There's the lid to the coffin, lid, right? Well, there's a lid to the top of the vault. Then you drop into the coffin. So it's either concrete or it's wood. Now, here's where I'm going to call bullshit on his days. When he's in a daze and sometimes he would come out of it. I think the motherfucker would go out there and start digging. Fuck, this one's concrete. And then cover it back up. And then cover it back up. Well, day's over. Yeah, because you can't get into it, you piece of shit. (laughs) What they finally do there, that sheriff's going to go out there and prove that these are all murders and that there's no way he dug up a body. So they go out there to one of the names that Ed had given them. Two guys, they had two guys, took them about an hour and a half to dig it up to get to it. And by the time they seen the top of the wooden crate, they could see, oh, yeah, this has been fucked with. Yeah. When they get down into the coffin, the only thing in it's a crowbar. So there you go. Boom. That is. is now that is now a wicker chair and a lampshade. Yes. Now those are <laughs> her lips are on his blinds that he sits there and talks to. Fucking <laughs> weirdo <laughs> bastard. Gotta laugh. Gotta laugh. Otherwise he's just too fucking freaky. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a fucking drum head right now. Uh so Mooney Mooney <laughs> So much metal. So he has found, uh, found insane, as I said, like towards the beginning of this, that two of the, two of the people said he was completely insane. One said, well, maybe he could, but yep, he's found insane and the town is pissed because the way that Ed was living and the way that he's going to be living in this mental institution is like a fucking five-star resort. Oh yeah. yeah. There are pictures that you can see online of when he got arrested to when he goes to trial and the dude doubles his weight. He's yeah. getting three meals a day. He's got TV to watch. There's electricity. It's just the it's fucking. Like, it's his his life uh, improved greatly. Oh fuck yes! And he he was fine with it. I think he. And I'm not going to get. There was enough in this book, Deviant, that we could have done in a whole another episode just on the trial and shit. But nobody fucking cares about that. That part. Right. I mean, it was interesting to me, but I mean, if you want. Read the book. It's fucking great. Yeah, uh, it's it's a good book. So the there's going to be an auction at the Gein House. They're going to sell off all of his shit. And this book goes into every fucking item that is for sale and the price that people paid for it. <laughs> Problem is, is the town folks got wind of some guy that wanted to buy the house to turn it into like a murder museum, like a... Yeah, and, yeah, which would have been badass. 
But as crazily as Ed's brother died in a fire, the fucking farm burnt down, even though there's no electricity in it or anything, and no one was living in it. It just, poof, fucking caught fire. Funny how that happens, eh? Funny how that happens. We don't know. <laughs> no fucking idea. <laughs> so some guy named Buddy Gibbons did show up to the auction. He was from Rockford, Illinois, and he buys the murder car. Murder mobile. Yep. He bought Ed's murder car. His buddy, he had a buddy, apparently, because they were they were in the fairground scene, fucking weirdo carny oh, motherfuckers, you stuff, know. Yeah. yeah. And I think he had like a, I forget who, Bonnie and Clyde's car. Like one of his friends had bought the Bonnie and Clyde car, took it around, put some wax dummies in there and charged people to come see it. Well, he done the same thing. 25 cents per person to come in and check out this murder car. And he made wax figure of Ed sitting in the driver's seat, wax figure of Bernice laying in the back. back. And he was able to travel around a little bit. They kind of ran their ass out of Wisconsin because the people were just like, I'm fucking done with this shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, on July 26th of 1984, Ed dies of respiratory failure. Yeah. He had uh, lung cancer, right? He had, well, I don't know if it was lung cancer. I, I know he had cancer of some kind and he was senile at this time. Yeah. Yeah. But, yep. So that is the end of Ed Gein. What you failed to bring up in the uh, auction portion was they charged people to get into the auction oh yeah neighbors neighbors charged people to park and then yeah charged them to get in even to look around even though the house was burnt down that had to fucking ruin some shit oh yeah like uh there was there was still a few uh personal items left obviously you know they're not going to be selling any uh wicker chairs made from human flesh or anything like that. that no fat that all, seats. No fat seats yeah, going. All goes in, into evidence, but uh, like some broken musical instruments were found and, and auctioned off and stuff like that. The, oh, and then all the old rusty farm equipment and stuff. Like I said in the book Deviant, they go through they go through like a whole list of shit and what people paid for it. And then I forget what the dude that bought the car, I forget what he paid for it. I didn't write that shit down because most people don't care about it. Was, it was next to nothing. Like yeah. he compared he to had, what he made. Oh, I'm sure he people coming there sure to check out the car. Tripled, quadrupled his investment. <laughs> oh yeah. Easily. Yeah, yeah. He done well. He done well. They yeah. had to run him. Like I said, they ran him out of Wisconsin, but he went down to Illinois. And by this time, this is the biggest story fucking ever. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said in the, in the, in the previous episode, this is, I know you don't want to say he's a serial killer. He's a fucking serial killer. He killed his brother. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I think think 100%. And that's another thing that I just thought about. I was like, if you wouldn't have killed your brother after your mom died, it could have been like, you wouldn't have been known as Ed Gein, the fucking ghoul. You'd have been known as Ed Gein party king because you and your brother could have just been blowing that fucking place up, fucking parties every night. (laughs) Yeah. Let's do everything mom told us not to. Woo! It only takes one murder. It only takes one time going to the graveyard. You know, all you have to do is dig up one dead lady and take her to your house and fucking turn her into a chair. And then you're fucking, you're done. So just don't, (laughs) don't do it. It's not worth it. Another thing that Ed Ed did about like digging up the bodies and stuff is like, sometimes he would just dig them up and cut off stuff that he wanted. Other times he would take like the whole thing back and then feel bad because 
well, I don't need these parts. So he'd take so, them back. So we would take them back, <laughs> dig them, throw them back in there and cover right. it up. Yeah, it did not all the way to the not all the way to the coffin, not all the way to put them in the coffin, just dig up enough so we could throw them in the dirt. Because when they were the media was so fucking thick, whatever the cops finally did go out to try to exhume these bodies to check them out. They like had to block off all entrances to the cemetery except for one. And then even the media got a fucking, I think an airplane or something yeah. to fly over. Well, they set up this tent so that they couldn't see what they were doing. Right. And they, they laid, they laid poor Ed to rest next to his mother, Bernice right there in the plain field. Did they not? Augusta. Augusta. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, then they had to, uh, they ended up moving the, the headstone had to be moved. I think it's in a museum now. They, too they many moved. people were coming out there fucking with it, you know? Yeah, chip, chipping away pieces. I think it got stolen at one point. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it did. I'm yeah. sure it did. But that, <sighs> that is Ed Gein in two episodes. As, as, in, a, in a skull shell. As quick as, as quick as I could do it with um, still getting into all the ghastly stuff and the reasons why he became what he was. Like I said, Deviant, not a super long book. I think it's 250 pages. I read it twice. So good, but like I said, I could have went another episode just on the trial. But fuck. Yeah. Well, you you fucking nailed it, man. I uh, I this is like I said, this is the only serial killer we'll probably ever cover. I do honestly feel sorry for it. To I a think point. all of it could have been prevented if oh if, for sure. He he blamed up until like his dying day, like when he was in the mental institution, that if the people in Plainsville would have been nicer to him, that I don't think any of it would have happened, is what he said. Yeah. I agree. Like the hills uh, were great to him, but no one else was. So, yeah. Takes a village. Yeah. He was like the running joke of this or that. And he became the boogeyman when he was just living by himself. It's like the haunted house. All the kids are scared to go to, you know, or they want to go, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that does make me believe that they could have seen him out there dancing around in his fucking woman suit, beating on a drum like a fucking crazy bastard oh well i mean he either wanted to be his mom so bad that he did this or he just wanted to be a woman well i, I do think oh, yeah maybe, it was maybe both maybe both maybe both um was it the way he was raised or was it just was that the way his mom treated him that made him think that he was just so confused or I don't know. Maybe that's actually what he wanted to be. And that's not the way to do it anymore. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. back then there was nothing. Though. Yeah, I mean, nothing. No, you yeah. have to dig up dead women and wear them because it's cold. It's cold. Let's, in not, let's not give people ideas, man. I mean, no, <laughs> we strongly do not suggest doing this. Uh, well, guys, uh, that was awesome matt uh thanks for hanging out with us again uh continue to like subscribe review the podcast everywhere you're getting it make sure you tell your friends if you want to hit us up on the old email you can do that at hmp or i'm sorry hmfpodp i'll do this again yeah. hmfppod at gmail.com and uh i would like to say after dylan done his story the next person that comes in with a good story that's able to either get on here and record it with us, email it to us, however however we can get it on there. It was Zach's idea. I told him I never want to see this deviant book again in my life because I've been through it too many damn times. So he said, well, the next person that sends it in, we'll just mail it to him so they can have it. 
So deviant book up for grabs and you get to look at all my fucking highlighting bullshit that I did throughout the whole fucking book. <laughs> That's right. Once again, HMFPPOD at gmail.com. And until next week, Matt, I'll see you next Tuesday. Later. Later. Are you are crazy. They're coming to get you. Out of crisis. This is me. Hello, Mr. Fan.